Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast found on Broadway World and the Broadway Podcast Network. My name is Samantha Dawn Tutzelow, and this is my amazing co-host, Jason A. Combs. Jason, hi. What's your temperature check? My temperature check is 158 degrees. It's so hot. Y'all, we be recording in the summertime with no AC, no windows can be open, no fans can be running to give you the best, excuse me, the best audio. So if you see us looking hot, especially me, melting, that is why. <laughs> oh, you look amazing, Jay. But it is true. It is hard to record without the AC on. Not me over here in a jean jacket anyway, just for a vibe. But Ooh, yeah. you are we're vibe. doing the best. We're doing the best. Yeah, that we can. yeah I'm excited. We have the Bridgeport Film Fest. That's next week because this is coming out on Thursday. So we open a week from tomorrow. If uh, people want to come and support, get your tickets. We'd love to see you there. We have a lot of really fun uh, workshops and, and over 90 films. And Samantha, I want to just tie this in really quick. We have two of our previous guests that are part of the Film Fest this year. Lisa is doing a comedy stand-up workshop. I saw that. That's going to be amazing. Lisa Lampanelli, y'all, check her out. And who yeah. else? So, yeah, Lisa's doing a comedy stand-up workshop. It's intimate, only 20 people. She's so it's like one-on-one, kind of, from a comedy legend. How amazing is that? And Hunter Burke, our boy Hunter, is coming back. He's going to be a juror for this year's Film Fest. Oh. We love Hunter. He's like the kindest, sweetest, most nice person that I always, always love connecting with. So super really thankful. Is. He's such a sweetie. Yeah. Well, Jason, let me just take it. I always gas you up, but I am so proud of you. You juggle so many things at once and literally always put on such an amazing festival. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to be there on the first night to support you and see everybody Thank come you. through. And so and, um, carpet. I will be on the red carpet. That yeah. is factual. That is the truth. Yes. So Jason, can you tell everybody like where they can get tickets? How do we go to the Bridgeport Film Festival? Yeah, so tickets are available at the Klein.org website. That's where we that's our venue. It's a beautiful 1400 seat equity theater that has amazing movie screen. And they've been so kind to us and so generous that they let us use their space for three years in a row. 
You also are selling virtual tickets as well. So if you can't make it in person, but you still want to see the films, I'm telling you, this year, its films are the best. Like Hunter watched his films and he was like, how, how, how can I choose? Like, these are all so yeah. amazing. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to watch them virtually, I will put the link below. We have a virtual platform for that as well. And we have workshops and Q&As virtually. It's a really fun weekend. It's all about the arts and, and giving back to an underserved community like Bridgeport, Connecticut. So... Yes. That's it. Well, congratulations. And also, if you are listening to this and you're in New York City, it's such a quick train ride. You just hop the Metro North, like an hour and 15 yeah, minutes. Exactly. Um, in and out. So definitely check it out. One of my favorite times of the year is the Bridgeport Film Festival. So proud Thank of you, you, Jason. And also shout out to all the filmmakers and everyone keeping their dreams alive and keeping the hustle going and doing all the things. So that's really awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to tie this in because, you know, it, we, we have Jess and Brianna on, on our talk back today that we're going to share with you all, but you know, Jess wrote the show about her personal experience and I started the Bridgeport Film Fest as a way to inspire people from this community to tell their own stories, right? To kind of change the narrative of Bridgeport. And I, I was watching the watching the, the the movie, excuse me, watching the show yesterday, and I was just like, "This is what it's about, right? This is like real, fucking beautiful art that's like so true and honest, and like you felt everything from the opening of that play to the end. You felt it in your heart and your bones, and that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel something. Yeah. I'm so appreciated. So I'm sorry, yeah. I just had to say that right away at the top of the show because no, that was what? amazing and mind-blowing. It was amazing and mind-blowing. So to give you guys a little bit of background, today's episode is featuring our talk back that we moderated, Jason and I. Uh, yesterday, we went to, yesterday, August 20, was August 27th, and we went to the matinee, <laughs> just so everyone knows where we're at in time, and we went to the matinee of Walking with Bubbles, um, starring Jessica Hendy, who based, this is her life, you know, she wrote a memoir, and then it transferred into a play, and then she collaborated with Brianna Barnes, who is an amazing composer and wrote some amazing music to go along with this story. So we had an amazing time at this talk back, an amazing time watching this performance as well. After the performance ended, I looked at Jason and I said, how are we going to speak? Because it was so emotional and so raw and so well done that I wasn't ready to like have emotions and then have to be like, hi, let's talk about survival jobs in the process of this show, you know? So yeah, like right after. And by the way, it was our first, I, I guess, not our first time doing something live, but our first time essentially doing like a live podcast show. We sort of stayed in line with our survival jobs format, um, but then chatted a lot about the show as well. So you guys have until September 10th to go to this performance. It's called Walking with Bubbles. It's going to be at the AMT Theater located on 354 West 45th Street between 8th and 9th Avenue. Um, it's going to be playing until September 10th. And then, you know, we're manifesting. We, you'll hear on our talk pack, we're manifesting with Jessica that there's going to be such a big life for this show. It, there has to be. Um, so hopefully you'll catch it somewhere else if you don't catch it before September 10th. But run. It's amazing. It's, it's so raw. I said that already, but it is. And I feel like every human can connect to it in one way or another, 
whether you've experienced something similar to Jessica or it mirrors something in your life or a feeling, it's just so beautiful that she's able to share her, her feelings and her life in such a vulnerable way. And what a vocalist. I mean, no. besides, besides writing a fantastic show and, and, and acting it down, she also sang it down. down. So uh, kudos to her for being a quadruple threat and, and the music that, that Brianna wrote. Uh, gosh, it's so it just pulls the heartstrings. That was like one of my favorite things I've seen live, honestly. So yes, we love them. <laughs> I'm so, a fan. So we're, we'll tell you guys a little bit about them and then definitely enjoy this talk back. Jay, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, chat about Jessica. Yeah. Cool. So we just talked to you guys a little bit about Walking with Bubbles, but as an actress, Jessica's most recent Broadway credit is the revival of Cats. She's the only person who holds the unique distinction as being a member of the Broadway revival cast, as well as a member of the final cast in the first Broadway production of Cats at the Winter Garden Theater, where she also made her Broadway debut as Grizabella. Um, her other Broadway credits include Aida, she was Amnaris, and Amor. She made her Radio City Music Hall debut in the New York Spring Spectacular alongside the world-famous Rockettes. Jessica has toured nationally and in Canada with Cats as Grizabella and Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamco as the narrator. She's a regular guest singer at the world-famous Feinstein's 54 Below, which is a premier supper club housed in the old Studio 54, as most of us know. She has a ton of other credits, you guys. She's amazing. She's a native of Cincinnati, Ohio, and she attended the College Conservatory of Music at Cincinnati. And then we have Brianna Barnes. She's a 2022 NYC Women's Fund grant recipient and a 2021 finalist for the Jonathan Larson grant. Her debut album made the first round on the 2021 Grammy Awards ballot for consideration under Best Contemporary Christian Album. Her writing credits include Let There Be Light, Book, Music, and Lyrics, Come Through, Best Musical and Best Score at the New York Theater Festival in 2018. And Brown has performed professionally around the country at Florida Studio Theater, the Engman Theater, the Wick Theater, Theater Aspen, and Capitol Repertory Theater, and starred as Lucy in the National Theater of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Check out www.brianna-barnes.com for more info. And by the way, you guys, if you can't tell from these bios, both of these women are multi-hyphenate, so kind, so talented, just well-rounded humans and artists. And I think Jason and I, you know, can't scream enough that if you can get over to this theater and see Walking with Bubbles before September 10th, you have to. It will be a crime to miss this production. And shout out to Michael and Tom Dangor for inviting us. They produced this wonderful show. They also produced a musical Star Wars that we saw recently. They're just really killing it. And we're so fortunate that we get to, you know, talk and collaborate with them. And they're inviting us to these wonderful, wonderful shows that we probably would have missed without, you know, these invites. So I'm so glad that we have that. And I'm so glad that we have this platform to shout about it and tell everybody else to go see it as well. So yes, that's amazing. Get off a service and see that show. Boom. All right, you guys, enjoy the talk back. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Peace. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming.
I was just telling Jason, I was like, I don't know if I can do this interview now. That was so emotional and so amazing. So let's just give a round of applause for this whole production and whole vibe that we were just here. Thank you so much for for chatting with us today and literally pouring your heart out onto the stage. It was incredible. Thank you. Um, Like Michael said, we have a podcast called Survival Jobs, a podcast. We're going to dive so deep into walking with bubbles as we have to. But Jason and I always love to start every chat asking about survival jobs. You're here, you're artists, killing it, making beautiful work. Mm-hmm. So do you guys both have a survival job um, along your journey that was like your most favorite one, something super exciting, not like terrible to wake up and go to? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I would say my most fun survival job that I had a long time ago, it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I worked at a candle store on Ooh. the Upper West Side, oh. and it was called Candle Shtick. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and uh, we sold candles. Yeah. And it was a bunch of actors. I, in fact, worked with uh, Jeff Bowen and Heidi Blickenstaff, who wrote and were in Title of the Show. I love That's Heidi. Amazing. So I, we all go back to our candlestick days. <laughs> I literally just got rid of, not by rid of, burned my last candle wow. from candlestick. What year? Yeah. I mean, that was in the 90s. Wow. <laughs> People have been like saving Did it. Did anybody know Candlestick? No. Oh, you all oh. sounded like it you'd shopped there before. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was amazing. I wish it still existed. I, I wish it still existed too. What scent was it? I'm so curious. Uh, well, the last one I burned were two beeswax tapers, and they were nice. deep purple. Love that. Nice. And I, so like when vibes. you burn deep purple tapers, it was that Halloween last year. I was like, oh, <laughs> candlestick candles. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have, I worked at a nail salon for three years. You I did? hostessed, yes. Painting? Yes. Like, no, like, okay. like um, answering phones and okay. pushing people out. Sounds like manicure is fresh. Cr- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, fun fact, when you're a guitar player, you have to have your left hand short and your right hand long. So oh. the nail people are always like, what? What do you want? <laughs> um, but now That's I teach great. music. I teach uh, little, little music for littles. So like zero to three-year-olds. Uh, yeah, right now. It's called Musical Muffins up in Washington Heights. That's so cute. Yeah, that's, that's my fun. day job. <laughs> Love that. I've also worked in every restaurant and bar <laughs> in the city. Yes. <laughs> I mean, as an actor, you probably have to, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Cash money. Yes. Let's flip it and reverse it. Least favorite survival job. One that you will never, ever, ever even consider going back to, no matter (laughs) what the circumstances are. Both of their faces are like... survival (laughs) jobs? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to jinx it by saying I'll never go back to it because that's kind of like the universe will play a big trick on you. (laughs) They'll be like, just kidding. Um... But ones that were difficult was uh, I at the W Hotel. I was a coat check girl. We did coat check. We did at coat the club check. downstairs, which I don't think is there anymore. I worked one night a week, and I would it would take me two days to recover from it because I worked till like six o'clock in the morning. How many Ooh. people lost their coats? Zero. Oh, oh. good. We used to lose good. coats all of the time. <laughs> but I would make like five or six hundred dollars cash in yep. dollar bills. Nice. Mm-hmm. But it would take me two days to recover from that because it was 
it was so, you're on your feet, you're just working, working, working yeah. so yeah. hard. Um, but, and so it, that was tough too, because like if I had auditions, like I was just, I was a wreck. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I'll ever do that again. That's just Jack. too hard. Same. <laughs> I hostessed at a five-star, five-diamond resort where you had to know everyone by name. So you had very like sophisticated clientele. Like if you've seen The Devil Wears Prada where they're memorizing like a book of people's faces. Oh my gosh. Like, we like weren't allowed to use contractions, like like can't, like cannot. Like, we had to dra- address <laughs> everyone as like their name or ma'am or sir. Like it was v- all these like very wow. strict rules. Very fun, like learning all about the fancy food, but I would never want that high stress of a survival job. No again. shot. Were you allowed to like say thanks, guys? One no, time, no I guys. No, nope. no. Happened mm-hmm. to me. I worked at the thank plaza, you. and I said thank you, guys, and I literally got written up, and then I quit because I was like, this is not my vibe. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I cannot. Yep, that's wild. Yeah. yeah, you cannot call anybody guys, and I was like, and I no longer can work here. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks for sharing. We love survival job stories. Check us out. Um, now let's dive into Walking with Bubbles because, wow, my God. Like, I literally, as soon as this show ended, I said, I don't think I can do this interview. I'm like, I'm too emotional. I can't tap into what I feel yet so I can mm. speak. So, Jessica, let's yes. start with you. One woman, sh- like, I don't know how you're doing this again tonight, first of all. So, Two-parter question is, where do you get the strength to do this? Because it is so personal, multiple times a week and then two times in a day. And what made you take it? Because this is originally your memoir mm-hmm. and you transferred it to a play. So what Correct. made you decide, oh, not, now I want to turn it into a play? Um, well, I okay, very quickly, I didn't think I was going to turn it into a play. I thought I was going to do a cabaret and do like all the songs on my playlist that I would like listen to while I was right to try to get a literary agent because I couldn't get one. And so once I started like being like, okay, I'm going to do a cabaret at 54 Below, and then I started looking at my material, and I was like, wait a second, I could make a theatrical arc and write a play. And like this is not a cabaret, this is a play. And so I wrote a multi-character play. And the people who I gave it to, my inner circle to read it, uh, were like, this character is a crutch. Get him out. Get it out. Get it out. This is a one-person show, and I was like, "No." <laughs> and they said, "Yes, you can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it." Mm. So and I did it in right. play form, and then this one kept showing up on my radar. Yes. Everywhere I turned, I, there was her music, there was her concert, and I finally just worked up the nerve and was like, "Can will you read my script? Like, is this something you would ever want to do?" And she jumped in right away, and that's where our collaboration relationship was born. And now mm. to answer your second part of your question, yes. how do I do this? Um, I, it's, it's athletic. So yeah. like I take better care of myself than I ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also been doing it for a long time that like I've built up the stamina. At the beginning of the run, I was a wreck. I was like, how? can I do this? And now at the end of the run, I'm like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll do it 90 more times. Um, She's ready. But yeah, I, I will need to eat a bunch of protein after we do this, and I will need to like go in the dressing room and not speak, because I mm. need to like replenish for sure. Mm. And then I have to just like take really good care of myself. Yeah. But it's, um, it's hard, but it's worth it. I yeah. mean, 
It's incredible. I was bowing down to you when I saw you. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> she really was. Isn't she oh, amazing? Wow. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, Brianna, I'm going to like kind of pivot to you. What was the most appealing to you when Jessica came to you with the project? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. Um, well, I moved to New York to be an actor, and I've... Uh, and she's an amazing actor. Oh, thanks. And yeah. I've written music for a long time, but I've never written music for a musical, and yeah. I was just dipping my toe in that the year that Jessica reached out to me. I had just finished working on my first ever um, musical project. Wow. So I just come off fresh of that, and when Jess uh, gave me her script and asked me to read it, I think what grabbed me was just the message of this show I think kind of what you get in those last 10 minutes where it goes all of a sudden from like her personal story to something that like we can all relate to and being open with your struggles and empathy is really important to me opening up is really important to me authenticity is like a really high personal value of Mm -hmm. mine so I think what struck me about this show is just like, oh man, like that's a mission I can get behind. That's like a reason I would love to write music. And my big thing about musicals currently, I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. It's good, it's good. Everyone needs to hear it. Musicals have to sing. And I feel like there's so many musicals being written about so many things now and everything's, everything that's a movie is wanting to be a musical. Everything that's a booklet. And mm-hmm. I don't think that everything is a musical. I think musicals have to come off the page and sing, and Jess's script sung. Like, you could, yes. you could hear, yes, yeah. you could hear in the, di- even just me reading the dialogue, it's like, oh, this whole page could be a song. This could be yeah. sung. This, mm. this could be musicalized and, and dramatized. And so that was just really exciting as a writer to be like, oh, sure. yeah, let's sink my teeth into that. It's yeah. so exciting. It paid off, clearly. <laughs> was there a moment in both of your lives growing up where you were like, oh, I want to be an artist? Do you remember what that was like? Because both mm-hmm. of you are so unbelievably talented. Like, this piece, I will, I can't. I'm, like, vomiting my words. Like, um, um, um. It's so That's good. So, so, like, what was the moment in your life where you're like, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be an actress, composer, multi-hyphenate. Both of you. Oh, my God. Both of you are like... Actors, writers. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to be an actress. I never knew I, I, that I wanted to do anything else. My mom tells a story. I don't even know if it's true, but I was crying in my bedroom when I was really little, and she came in. She's like, what's wrong, Jessica? And I was like, Mom, I just got to act. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know if it's I true. feel like I said that to my mom like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like on the corner of New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, like, when I was little, I wanted to be Annie. 
and I wanted to be an Annie, and I just always wanted to sing. And um, I grew up, I went to Catholic schools, and I begged my parents to go to like a performing arts school, mm. and they never let me. And I actually think that was the best thing for me because I had to really work to discover this art life. Mm -hmm. um, it's something I've always wanted. I never wanted to be a writer or write a show. That really? was a gigantic surprise to me, and I embrace it. But yeah. yeah, I always wanted to be an actor. What about you? Um, I grew up in a family of all artists. So my father's a, a music minister in church, and my mom is a pianist. So concert pianist. Yeah, and my oh. uh, <laughs> my whole family, everyone on both sides does something, plays an instrument or sings. I'm the only actor, but I think that was definitely just like in my blood. Tell everyone about your auntie. <laughs> my 97-year-old my great-aunt came to see Walking with Bubbles wow. from Florida. From Florida. She grew up in a time where religious folks were not allowed to be in show business. Mm -hmm. And so she lives out her dreams watching me be in New York City. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and literally stood on this wanted. stage and we like, my mom's like, let's have her sing a little something. It was very sweet. Did she sing? She sang. Yeah. Oh God. After opening night. Do you have the clip? Because yeah. we'll insert it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the, I think I the do. footage. <laughs> we need to. Aww. But That's yeah. So beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Aww. Jessica, when you were writing, I'm going to go back to that. Like, because yeah. I'm a writer and I remember someone always saying like, if it's not painful to write, then it's not worth writing, you know, because mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're digging so deep. Was there something that you were like, okay, I can't, I can't divulge that. That's like, that's like way too much. Yeah, I mean, I had to choose what was going to be theatrical and mm -hmm. entertaining and not feel like I didn't want the audience or the viewer to be worried for me. Uh, so I had to like sort of cherry pick how am I going to tell this story so that it's not like a bad situation. Um, and also, this is not just my story. It's my son Beckett's story. Mm -hmm. And so I do have to keep some things private. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely, and Beckett was very much a part of this journey for me because I wanted to make sure he was okay with everything I told. And it was interesting because some of the things that I wrote about, he didn't remember. So this was sort of like a living history, because I protected him from it. I wanted right. him to have a relationship with his, his dad, dad yeah. as long as he, it was safe. And so he learned a lot too. Um, but yeah, it was a fine line of being mm -hmm. like, how am I going to make this theatrical and not uncomfortable? Because there was a lot of uncomfortability in my past. Yeah. yeah. Has he seen the show? Oh, so many. He gives me notes. <laughs> <laughs> what yes. are one of his notes? Tell us. <laughs> oh, well, open, not opening, first preview. Remember that? He's sitting right where this gentleman is sitting right now. <laughs> I come out on stage oh, and there's geez. my son. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> So I do the whole show. He had seen it, and, you know. Mm. And so in afterwards, he comes into the dressing room, and he's like, Mama, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I have no notes. Aww. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> I didn't know that story. I love that. But if I miss one word, he knows, I, he knows. He knows and he will tell me. Mm -hmm. he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll be like, He's Sorry. a tr true theater kid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, Brianna, you have so much experience with composing and have been a finalist and a, 
so many wonderful things. How was this experience composing for something so personal, different from other projects you've been on? Yeah, oh, that's such a good question. This might sound odd to some, <laughs> but maybe not others. Uh, writing this music in particular for Jess felt like a spiritual experience. Uh, I consider creating almost like a, a divine sort of thing. And a lot the comment we get a lot is that people think that my lyrics sound like her, her words, like it yeah. sounds like one consistent voice. Mm -hmm. And I think that <laughs> it sounds really kooky. I don't mean it to sound, but like when I was sitting down to write this music and really diving into Jess's story and her as a character, like really embodying like what you went through and um, it was really special. I've actually never had a writing experience quite like this one before in the sense that it almost felt like the song just like comes to you it's it's really yeah. incredible actually it, it's something and then my husband teases me every time I'll write one song send it and I'll be on edge all day waiting <laughs> to hear from Jessica like is she gonna like it is she gonna like it I don't know and then I'll get the text love it or whatever yeah. like like feedback and then immediate dread that I'll not be able to ever write another song again and <laughs> then she keeps doing it <laughs> but it's like that same cycle every time it's like you you did it you, you worry you and then uh you worry you're never gonna find that thing again because it almost feels so like this thing that's outside of you that just kind of comes so wow. I was so cool. it. I hope to get to that. And sometimes again. she had to wait because, like I said about keeping Beckett in the process, it was mm -hmm. important for me to have Beckett have that first les listen as yeah. well because it's his story. Not that he really didn't get a vote, but I wanted him to <laughs> make mm -hmm. him think like he did. Yeah. Um, sorry, Beckett, when you hear this. Beckett's <laughs> like, I don't like this song. And like, okay. I'm like, yeah. But um, so I really wanted him to have that moment with me. And most of the time, it would be like, she, I'd hear the first couple lines of whatever she wrote, and I would be like, oh, my God, it's so good. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I love how, long, that. how long was the process of your collaboration to create the final product? It was not long. It, yeah. It was, like, less than six months. Really? Yeah. Because you first, first voice memo I sent her, December 2021, and we did our very first public reading the following April. April, yeah. So that yeah. is like four months, magic. Right? But we were working our butts off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yes. still, it was. It it's was like fast. when you're in the flow. It just when you're doing the right thing, um, and we work really well together. Yeah. We say often that we do feel that we're the exception to the we rule. We are the exception to the rule. This is not how musical <laughs> musicals don't normally take six six months, months right? Mm -hmm. And, and she's been like working perfect. on this many years already. Right. So I was I've been refining, refining, refining for like six years. Yeah. And so um, and still refining yeah. when when we started our collaboration. Mm. Um, and even after our first reading lots have changed and we've always said we want the best for the show so we've really worked to keep our ego out of it mm, we've yeah. killed a lot of darlings yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we want what is best what is the best possible outcome how do we share this to the biggest platform we can get to so we just keep working on it mm -hmm. well it's working yeah <laughs> so this part of the journey this little part of the journey is going to be done on Sunday the 10th of yep. September but what do you what do you see next for this? Because I know this is not the end. Clearly, this is hell no, yeah. we've hell come no. this far to come this far. Exactly. Uh, right. Well, we have our album coming out. 
Yes, it, cast album? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's being mixed and mastered right now, so it's still going to be a few weeks. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And um, we are just going to keep working and keep like letting the path unfold. And you know, we know that it's not magical something is going to drop into it. We're going to keep working. We'd love to take on uh, more producers. We'd love new opportunities. I mean, I mean, we're going to go to the West End and Broadway. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. we're manifesting. I'm not going to pretend like I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, we want that to happen. And we'll yeah. do the talkbacks and both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, some shows have to go to Broadway. Some shows have to go to the West End. Why not this one? Exactly. exactly. Why not? Yeah. And I don't see any reasons as to why not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys both truly em- embody what, it, what an artist is with all your multi-hyphenates and, and your passion about it. Um, just to bring it back to survival jobs for a second. Sure. Do you have any advice for anybody who may feel stuck in a survival job and have that feeling so badly of just wanting to perform and wanting to write and wanting to make this happen? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll start. I Go feel ahead. like we're going to say kind of the same thing. Um, I'm much older than Brianna, and I've been in this business a long time, even though I left the city for a while. Um, But for a long time in my career, um, I kept trying to be that person that was going to be chosen. And I kept wanting to be that person. I kept wanting to, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I never had success. I had success. But uh, I I just, I didn't see myself as being a creator. Mm -hmm. And I would say once I sort of made that switch and it was difficult, the first thing I had to do was like really get down with like who I am and what I want. Because mm-hmm. if you have this like, like I just want to like not be specific, mm-hmm. uh, then like you have nowhere to go. But like once I got specific about like what I really wanted as an artist, um, and then I started thinking, what if I chose myself? What if I created something for myself? Yes. And the thing is, is like not everyone is going to be into it. You know, I mean, my agents dropped me two weeks before our reading. And that's okay, Sorry though. for them. But that's <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Loss, you know? because, because that was supposed to happen. You yeah. know, they weren't into it. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. But once I think I started choosing myself, then doors started opening. Mm. And that doesn't mean I don't have to provide for my child. But it mm. feels different mm-hmm. than yeah. when I have to do that survival job. You know, instead of just waiting. Yeah. Two things come to mind for me. I think one is just like a perspective and attitude shift that happened for me was instead of thinking of the survival job as this thing I have to like get through to the real thing that's over here, like Mm. the shiny thing that I want here. And this is, I don't want this. I'm just having to suffer through this. The phrase I kept like on my phone for a long time was, do your best with whatever's in your hand at the moment. So if that meant that. playing guitar for a two-year-old's birthday party where nobody knows me and I have moms <laughs> coming up to me going, oh my God, have you thought about being on Broadway? Or, oh my God, I, you should be on American Idol. And you know they don't know me at all and they mean well. But I remember like calling my mom and crying after a mom said that to me once because I just was like, God, they don't like, know. they don't get it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, man, like what am I doing? Like, But then it's like, if I can hold on to, you know what, I'm still making music. Mm-hmm. I'm still making yeah. opportunities for myself. 
And this matters too. This mm -hmm. still contributes to the world. That's the first thing. And then I totally hop on your train of just like making the decision to create your own opportunities. I think a lot of actors and performers are scared to do that, but then you're stuck in this loop of just waiting for people to say yes to you. Mm. And then if you're just constantly in that like, someone say yes, like what you yeah. were feeling, like I just wanna be that person, I want someone yeah. to choose me, yeah. and then just making it happen yourself. I mean, that's how I met you, was like, yeah. and once you choose this. yourself, then other people are like, oh, what about Jessica Henry? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because I'm not like, oh my God. I mean, and the thing is, is like, I've had 10 times, 100 times more no's than I've had yes's, mm -hmm. even with this project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the right people come to the right things, you know, that get involved. And like auditions, I, I've had like millions yeah. of no's, millions. That's yeah. okay though. As long as like, you're not gonna survive if it's not okay. Then just stay in your survival job because it's too hard. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely too hard. Yeah. Um, your advice, Brianna, reminded me of something. Kathy Griffin in her, in her memoir said, it, when she was a host, when she was working at the bookstore, she was the best host and she was the best cashier at that bookstore. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. when she implemented mm -hmm. the passion for her art, into the survival job. Then it tr trickled over into the auditions, into her other work. Yeah. So what you said triggered me to share that as well. Yeah. We I do that sometimes. I answer the questions we <laughs> ask. I'm like, I'll take a turn now. <laughs> I love that. No, it's great. I agree. Yeah, I love that. Jason, we don't have our buzzers. I know. I'm so upset. Can I ask you one more question, though, before yeah. that fun yes. thing we do? <laughs> You're doing this amazing show, right? What's feeding your soul outside of this artistically? Like, is there like another another show you go see, or a movie, a book, oh. a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I listen to a lot of music. Mm -hmm. I read. Um, I watch TV. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot of like raising a, a child. <laughs> that takes a lot of energy. You're a great mom. I just have to say <laughs> that. Like, yes, she is. I was watching this, and you know, like. I had issues with my father as well, and I just watched you, and I was like, and my mom is great, I love her to death, but the way you communicated with, with Bubbles with Beckett, yeah. and you just like, I was just like, she's such a fucking good mom, mm, and I was thanks. just like tearing up watching you, and thanks. I just that don't. that means a lot, even yeah, though I mean, you don't even really know. I don't know, well, <laughs> I well yeah. terrible. No, but. <laughs> and a really good on, actress. <laughs> based on your beautiful writing and, and your honesty, like, that's just, it just moved me so much. It I just had to say it's that. It's hard to be a parent. I'm sure all the parents in the audience, it's, it takes yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Yeah. But it's like, I was a reluctant parent, you know? Mm. I was not, like, didn't grow up thinking like, oh, I can't wait to have kids. I kind of was like, oh, I guess I'll have kids. And mm -hmm. like, I had a child and it was like the, I would never be right here without having a child. So mm. that's what I do. Yeah. What do you do? Same thing, I love to read. I, I love, we just finished The Bear. Oh, Everybody is saying it, I yeah. haven't even started. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I do a lot of church music, so that fills me artistically as well to mm -hmm. kind of separate it from, have another art outlet that's not like mm -hmm. for an audience of other people. Yeah. You know what else I will say, especially being in this business, and I was just talking about this with a good friend last night. Um, I think it's important to have a core, uh, especially I think New Yorkers, we don't have our families here, Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important to have a social group of friends who are family, mm -hmm. and especially in this business, um, because that is the type, you have to have someone 
that is always dreaming in the way you're dreaming. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this is why we work well together because you have a lot of big dreams mm -hmm. and I have a lot of big dreams. And if it was one of us didn't, then it would not feel like this relationship that we're both working towards so, and we can get each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important uh, as an artist to have the people around you that are working, not working on Broadway, but working on themselves and working to live a big and wonderful life. Yeah. Totally. And that'll like believe in your dreams as well and not yeah. tell you why it can't happen. Exactly. Because yeah, you do run into that a lot too in New York. Oh, really? Like the <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this has been a lovely chat. Um, Jason and I always like to end our conversations with a game because oh. we tend to get deep and we love to talk about dreams and, you know, art. So we like to end on a game. We usually have a buzzer, but we like... Can it's we just get the buzzer? It's in the audience. It's the buzzers. I'm going to get the buzzers <laughs> because it makes it <laughs> way more fun. Get the buzzers. Jason, <laughs> while I get the buzzers, the you yeah. can tell everybody about so the game. So we're going to play a quick trivia game. Oh God. There's some multiple oh. choice. Okay. You two are a great team, but I want you to put your competitive pants on okay. and go against each other for just the next five minutes. <laughs> We'll, we'll see. With one <laughs> woman show trivia. Oh, God. <laughs> Pick how many are there? Oh, my gosh. There's a couple. There's a couple. There's a couple. I mean, found. these are maybe not oh, all musicals. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> can you guys please hit your sound? Oh, that's not loud enough. Oh, oh yeah, there. that's better. Put it on your hand. Yeah. Do you want a different color? Is that louder? I don't know. Oh, oh that's good. Sure. <laughs> We've used these a couple of times, so maybe they're I like maybe they're losing yeah. their their, uh, <laughs> their loudness. I'm excited oh. for this game. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys ready? I'm thinking of no. all the one woman shows in my head right now. <laughs> Question one. And by the way, some of them are multiple choice, some of them are not. <laughs> so if you know the answer before the multiple choice, feel free to buzz. And sorry if Jason said this. If someone buzzes and gets it wrong, the second person can oh, I didn't take, say that, a, so yeah. okay. take a turn. Oh, great. Yeah. Question one. This show is now performed by groups of women, but originally this was staged as a one-woman one-woman show performed by Eve Ensler, oh. who also yes. vagina monologues. Correct. Yes. I saw it. One point. <laughs> <laughs> um, can someone keep score? The audience, please keep one. score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question two: The original Broadway production of this Broadway show starred Lily Tomlin and was recently brought back. Uh, intelligent signs of the universe. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's not the exact uh, what title. What is it? In search oh. for intelligent signs. That's um, quite, not quite the correct title. Something, something in search. Oh, damn it. Don't <laughs> look at me. She's so close, though. You're so close. Well, I was going to see if Brianna no, could get it. Give it to her. You're going to see how this? green I am with music. The search for signs of the intelligent. Oh, excuse me. The search for signs of the intelligent life in the universe. Correct. Oh, come on. Correct. It's a mouthful. <laughs> I had it in front of me. I was like. <laughs> I did that show. You did? I did. In I saw a video of it. Condensed. <laughs> the one at the shed just now with Cecily Strong. Was that her name oh, from SNL? Yes, I didn't see that. Wow, it was yeah. great. It was great. Okay, question three. Jessica's taking lead, but don't worry. You can make a comeback. We'll see. There is a bonus. Okay. <laughs> this one-woman show originally per premiered at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2013. <laughs> Fleabag. Yes. <laughs> you were scared about this game and you're crushing it. I didn't realize you I are. knew so much. You know your history. You're like, are there any others? And you're like, <laughs> listing them. Like, no big deal. 
Okay. Oof. Okay. The plot of this one-woman show follows Tessa, a criminal defense barista whose view... Prima facie. Yes. But I should let you have that. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Listen, there's a bonus. If you get the bonus... She beat me in the drama desk, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Jodie Cromer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, bonus. Sorry, I was like waiting. We have a bonus. This is for five points, so you can come back. Oh, okay. boy. You can make a comeback. Yeah. I don't know. Which legendary EGOT winner made her Broadway debut in her self-titled one-woman show that led to her being cast in Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple? Oh, thanks, audience. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> to the audience. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't but know I either. Have, I, was it Oprah? I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure was it. <laughs> Thanks, well, audience. The audience did get five points. Congratulations. <laughs> Jessica, yes. congratulations. You did win the trivia game. <laughs> yes. yes. Love it. Great job, both of you. Great job. This was yeah. so fun. Thank yeah. you guys for getting it to sit with us and chat with us. If anyone wants to listen or watch, this will be out (laughs) on the Broadway Podcast Network and Broadway World this Thursday. Yay! So you can tune in. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to Michael and Tom for setting this all up. And Joey from Broadway World. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Thank you, ladies. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.